Welcome to Solo Selling with Trevor White. So tonight we're going to talk about what defines a solo sail or solo ocean cruiser. Often we get you know, the image of a figure navigating vast oceans by themselves, big seas. You know, people think of that as the solo sailor, solo ocean cruiser. But I don't think there's any single universally accepted definition of what a solo sailor is. There's certainly the image in people's heads. There's a need to be self-reliant, single-handedly tackle all the tasks required to operate the vessel, from navigation to maintenance, repairs, emergencies. You need minimal reliance on external support, so you need to be prepared meticulously, carry the necessary supplies and equipment to handle all the situations that you'll encounter as a solo sailor. Decision-making authority. It's all yours. There's no one else going to help tell you what to do or help you out. You need to chart your own course. You need to change course as required. You, know, you need to adapt to changing conditions. You know, there is nobody helping you. you know, you're undertaking extended voyages in many cases if you're out in the ocean. It goes beyond coastal sailing. It involves extended periods at sea by day and by night, often in deteriorating weather conditions or terrible weather conditions. You know, you're crossing oceans and tackling significant distances by yourself. You need to be comfortable with solitude. You need to be a person who can be by themselves. Embrace the challenges and the rewards of being alone. And, and those periods can be extended. You know, they can be extended without you planning for them if something goes wrong. You know, a week-long trip can become a, a three-week trip. You need to have strong, or would I say better, sound sailing skills. You know, have the knowledge and practical experience in seamanship, navigation, weather forecasting, and emergency procedures to back yourself because that's what it takes. It takes that belief in your own ability to, to deal with anything to be a solo sailor or otherwise you're going to be doubting yourself. You need to have an adventurous spirit driven by something. You know, For me, it's a desire to explore. Uh, I don't so much see it as challenging myself. I'm, I'm just driven to find new places, new experiences. You know, I like being able to do it independent of other people. Have a, a resilience and problem-solving skills. Be prepared to face unexpected challenges and find the solutions independently. Be able to adapt to those challenges. Find a way around them, through them. I find that, you know, rewarding. You know, you have to be resourceful and you have to have self-discipline. You need to be able to do everything yourself. No one's going to be there to help you. Starlink makes it easier these days. You can reach out if you need a hand in decision-making, in planning, uh, you know, or just someone to talk to. But at the end of the day, in many cases, you're solo on the ocean by yourself and you need to find a way around and have the resources or adapt to fixing those problems. The type of vessel we take, you know, there's various types of vessels and I think you know, we could probably do a whole podcast on the perfect solo sailing vessel. I've touched on it previously. You know, I think 35 foot is about the perfect solo vessel. Is it the most practical vessel for living? I don't think so. Like, there's some 35 footers which are fantastic boats. They're, they're beamy. They're great liverboards. They're good sea boats. I mean, I, I think 35 is a fantastic size as a sea boat. Um, but not all of them are, are perfect for ocean cruising. You know, my boat's 44 foot. There's a lot more living space. I like the volume on it, but it is difficult when I need to bring it into a pen or bring it alongside a fuel wharf. If I'm doing that solo, 
it's quite challenging, you know. And then there's people who have got 60 and 70 foot boats have been completely modified to solo sailing with bow thrusters, stern thrusters, twin props. You know, they're, they're far more manoeuvrable and they can manage them and they've adapted those boats to suit the challenges of solo or shorthanded sailing. I think all solo sailors embrace technology and communication architecture. You know, it's always, you know, changing. Remember my first solo sail, I was, you know, back in 1997, I think it was, and um, I was going through Bass Strait, essentially solo. I had a chart, I had charts of the whole country back then, and uh, and a handheld navigation tool, I think it was a Garmin handheld. That was my my tools, I didn't have a chart plotter, they weren't that common back then. Didn't even have radar, you know, at that stage I didn't even have an autopilot, it had failed. So... I had, what did I use back then? Well, I think we had radio, radio telephones. So I think I reached out one night on a radio telephone via Telstra to get some assistance. These days, you know, we have Elon Musk and Starlink who can help us out far more readily when we have a problem. We can reach out to someone and, and get the answers. So you need to embrace technology and communications if you're a solo sailor. And there's a variety of different methods. I mean, Starlink's great, but it doesn't work in anything above about C-State 4 or five becomes unstable and, and those, those conditions can extend for a week whereas other methods we go back to uh, weather facts and uh, snail mail not snail mail but uh, you know older HF email might still work everybody who's a solo sailor generally needs some form of community support it's a mate or mates family just reach out and you know, say good day have a chat you know I like taking on crew I don't like solo sailing all the time. I enjoyed taking on crew and meeting people. I enjoyed teaching people how to sail. You know, I enjoy going to some of these places and experiencing, you know, just the wonder of these places with crew, you know, or my partner. You know, it's it's great to spend time in places with people and, and just to enjoy it. And I enjoy really seeing people learn how to sail and they either find the wonder of it or they go, eh, it's not for me. Either way, that's fine. That's something I enjoy doing. I don't enjoy being with those people all the time, you know, a few weeks at a time and then I'm, I'm ready to move them on. That aspect of sailing is something I really enjoy. I think the other important aspects of solo sailing, it's, um, you know, you get the people who do the extreme, like the sailing around the world. You know, they are the ones we see on TV and the trimarans, they're doing, you know, 30 knots downwind and those boats are just getting beaten up. And those guys and girls, you know, they're exceptional individuals. You know, it's, it's a fairly straightforward situation. You know, they are sailing, their ability to support it, and, uh, you know, they're not touching land. They're just doing one big lap, you know, 40, 50 days. I think it's far harder as a solo sailor, crucial, coastal cruising or ocean cruising to new lands. Going through customs, finding ports, you know, refueling, getting food, negotiating with the locals. All of these th- things as a solo, it's quite challenging at times. You know, these, uh, these ocean races, they've got massive support networks. You know, if something goes wrong, they've got a team there to help them. Generally, we're just, uh, you know, we're improvising and we're, we're dealing with the situation as it happens. I think the, the defining f- skill of a solo sailor or definition is probably independence. You know, they're independent thinkers. They're in, independent of other people. You know, they're independent problem solvers. They can, they can just generally get things done. 
I think that's a good thing for all sailors to have those skills. I, I say the same thing to all cruisers, you know, people who want to buy a boat and go cruising. You know, you need to learn the skills to be independent of society when you're on a boat. It doesn't matter whether you're a corporate type or a, or a tradie who's looking at purchasing a boat or just purchased a boat. You need to have the skills to do everything on that boat yourself. You can't rely on other people when there's no one around. It doesn't matter how much money you got. If there's no one to assist you, money's worthless. So you need to spend your time and your money and develop the skills required to be able to be comfortable and confident in your own abilities. And I think that is what's essential for a solo sailor. You know, the boat doesn't matter so much. You know, like my boat's a 50-year-old catch. It's, it's not built for solo sailing. It's, um, it's built as a crewed vessel, but many of its features make it very desirable as a vessel for solo sailing. And I think we'll do a, a whole podcast on desirable attributes of a, a vessel for solo sailing. And I think, you know, they vary a great deal depending on your um, the type of sailing you want to do and the budget that you have, how many crew you potentially put on board. A lot of, you know, falls into systems. You know, I have three or four independent autopilots and, you know, you can't be a solo sailor without autopilots or wind vanes. It's just impossible unless you've got exceptional skills or your boat has exceptional tracking abilities. It's, uh, you know, autopilots and wind vanes are essential for solo sailing. And technology, I believe, is also essential in this day and age. It's, the world's becoming far more complicated and you need to have the technology to adapt and, uh, and thrive in it. But I think the other thing that's essential for solo sailing is good foundation skills. You know, if you're going to go where you have the desire to be a solo sailor, you have to have a foundation in, or solid foundation in sailing. And I'm not talking about racing. I think, yeah, racing skills are handy, but they don't always make the best cruisers, and they certainly don't make the best, you know, offshore solo sailors. So cruising is different to racing. Cruising is a completely different thought process. It's about enduring, and it's about going places and enjoying those places. Racing is about getting around on a, uh, a specific objective in a certain amount of time. Cruising is, is about enjoying the journey. And as a solo sailor, that's what you're also doing. You're enjoying the journey, but you're doing it independently and you're um, preparing the boat yourself for those journeys independent of other people. So, yeah, it's very much about preparation and having the skills required. I would say nearly all solo sailors need a good foundation in sailing skills. So something like Yacht Master or an equivalent skill is, is certainly handy, but you don't need that if you've got good foundation skills. But those courses do teach independence. And if you're being assessed as a yacht master or offshore skippers, the minimum, they're teaching your ability to operate as a skipper or a master of a vessel. And that's a different way of being assessed versus being crew. Having someone look at you in that way is essential. And if you are, you know, you do have the desire to uh, solo sail and solo sail long, long ocean passages, then you know, having those assessments is good. Right? It, it gives you the ability for someone to look at you and, and see where your, where your faults are, tell you where, where you need to um, gain strength. And you can see from other people when you're sailing with them, you know, what strengths and weaknesses they have. You know, there's a great way to uh, 
look at people's skills and go, oh, well, I should, I should develop that skill because he's, he's doing that really well or she's doing that really well. Thought process of redundancy, you know, thinking ahead all the time. The, the skills that you need as a solo sailor, you know, you need to be able to think 10 steps ahead. You know, what's going to happen? Plan for it. Have that redundancy mindset. That's the problem I see with a lot of sailors. You know, I, I look at them, I talk to them, and they're, they're ship breaking down all the time, but they, they haven't even forecast that things are going to break. Like uh, there's so many solo, not sorry, it's not solo sailors, so many sail, sailors who only have one autopilot. They don't have spares. They don't have redundant systems. Everything is configured to one, to their chart plotter. You know, everything is networked. And that's great for the company selling the equipment. But it's certainly no good for a, a solo sailor to think like that. You know, you can have your primary system completely integrated, you know, the latest technology, but you need redundant systems and you need a, a third redundant system and maybe a fourth redundant system. That's how you need to think. You need to have redundancy in all your systems. That's why I like a catch. You know, my masks are not joined together. They're completely independent. So if I get rolled and snap one, I might end up with the other. I have three electronic autopilots. I have a wind vane. My wind vane can be controlled by a another electronic autopilot. So that basically gives me four. I have various sail configurations. In addition to my chart plotter, I have a tablet and a phone with Navionics on it, open CPM on my laptop. And then I have a Garmin small chart plotter, uh, which has just got world charts on it. In addition to that, I have paper charts and a sextant, and I still practice the use of the uh, traditional navigation if something goes wrong. Like I've been hit by lightning before and lost my navigation and radios, um, and this, these things do happen. So I find that there's far too many sailors who are reliant on technology. And then I also see a growing trend in younger people to, to be reliant on you know, mobile phone and um, you know, navigation with Navionics. Uh, I think that's also a little foolish. I mean, I like Navionics. I love it. I think it's great. F- fantastic for going into ports. But it's not the only system I would have on board. And I think you, as a solo sailor, or any sailor for that matter, you need two, if not three, layers of redundancy. Uh, and I, I think you always should have at least planning charts on board of where you're going. They don't need to be the smallest scale, but they need to be able to pick up most of the dangers on the ocean where you're going to be sailing in. Because if you lose your navigation, then you, know, you can pull out your chart. You've got a rougher idea where where you are, and you should be logging your uh, position at least every uh, six hours if you're on the ocean. And then you can start travelling and, and navigating old school way. People have been doing it for thousands of years. It still works. So, yeah, the... The ability to believe in yourself, plan, have redundancy built into everything you do, there are essential skills for a, a solo sailor. I could probably go on, and I should, but um, I think defines a solo sailor is confidence in themselves and their ability to get things done and finish the journey. Thanks for joining me. I will talk to you again. See you out there and safe sailing.